Today's scripture reading is from the book of Nehemiah, the first chapter, the first to the third verse. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah and some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. This is the word of the Lord. If you could, if you could, if you could, would you change the world? See, that question, that question... Um, it doesn't, it doesn't lend itself to a, a quick and easy answer because the, the, the glib thing would be to say is, yes, of course I would. I would end, I would end uh, poverty and hunger all over the world. But we avert the glance of people that are begging alms on the street every day. We, we, we turn our eye. We don't... Don't want to give eye contact. Um, well, I would, I, would, I, would, I would do any number of things. Yeah, I would change the world. Truth be told, you have the opportunity right now, right now, to change the world. The same power, the same Holy Spirit power that raised Jesus from the grave. It's, it's not kind of like it. It's not sort of like it. It's not a piece of it. It's the same Spirit of God. that raised Jesus from the dead is in every one of his believers. Not, not will be if you turn a few tricks, beg really hard, you confess him, you believe him, he resides in you. My father would always say, so my father would say, Son, we live beneath our privilege. I've shared this story before, I share again. There's a guy, some of you even mentioned that you, you remember him on K Street Ball. It was K and 11th, I believe, maybe it was 10th. It had a little, 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 it literally was like four by four, a little hut where he sold newspapers out of. He would be the kind of person you averted the glance from. I don't want to look at him because he's going to be asking me for something and I don't want to deal with it. That's what we do. He sold newspapers for years. He was a recluse. When he passed away, they only knew it because of the smell. When they went into his apartment, they found boatloads of money stuffed in mattresses just there, just untold riches where he'd squirreled it away 
He had means, but he chose to live a certain way. That's me. That's me. That's me. I'm not talking about you. You guys get to hear, hear true confession with Pastor Meeks. That's, that's me. Because as, as our mentor, my mentor, um, Pastor Fred Campbell would always say, you said, Mark, the problem with this Christian thing is we've learned it. We've learned it. That's why I so appreciate your, your, your testimony tomorrow. No, no, no rock stars here. If anything that I've learned as I've aged, the more I know, the more I know I don't know. And the closer I get to the light, the more, you know, that's why they have makeup mirrors with all the lights and all that pretty stuff and all. It's like, so when you go there, it's like, man, I didn't see that mole. I didn't see that pimple. I didn't see, but if you, if you stand back far enough, it's like, yeah, I look kind of skinny, actually. You know, I look pretty good. I, you know, I could probably bench press 200, 300 pounds or something. Yeah, but then when you get close, it's like you see that the, the muscle ain't there. The wrinkles are there. The moles are there. And you see all the imperfections. That's what happens when you get closer to the light. And that's why a lot of us avoid the light. I don't want to get close. It will reveal what I, you know what, see, but the thing is, it's like, the revelation to you, it's, it's almost as if we think that, well, by me coming closer to the light, then somehow God is, is let in on a secret. Let me give you a secret. God knew what you did last week. He knows what you're thinking now. And he knows what you're going to do tomorrow. And the thing is, his love that's, it's, when we really, we really break it down, it's like his love for Jeffrey Dahmer is the same for me. The person that's on their way to hell is loved just as much as the one that, that has surrendered his or her life totally to God. That's the kind of God we're dealing with. So, so that's why God, through the prophet, told, the, to, told his people, I'm not impressed with your gifts. I'm not impressed. I don't, don't even sacrifice your firstborn. I don't want that either. Don't give me, don't, don't get caught up in, in religious stuff. So when we, when we, when, when the gifts, when the gifts are given, the, 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 the lambs, the turtle doves, the offerings, all of those gifts, when they're giving, it's for you. It's not for the church. It's not for God. What's God going to do? Boy, man, I got, got that extra wad of cash, and I can go help out Nigeria now. That's not, who is it for? This is City Church. Five years loving God, loving others, worshiping in, in a garage, and now high school gymnasium. And now we have the extreme honor to be privilege to be stewards of vineyards we didn't plant, wells that we didn't dig. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? He will do it. So what is it? So what is it? What is it? What is it? You know, again, borrowed from, from Eric Clapton, if I could, I really, would, I really would change the world. 
don't even want to change myself. Just, 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 just stop the baloney. I don't want to even stop doing the sin that's in me. Change the world. You know, as I shared with you before and I share again, uh, the, the gentleman that said, uh, uh, well, when is the day? Today's not the day. Don't bother me with begging for money. Well, then you tell me, when's the day? When are you going to respond to my situation? When are, you going, when are you going to prioritize your life, rearrange your life, so that I don't get the, 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 the pocket lint that's like, well, Lord, well, you know, let me see what I got left. And uh, I got uh, a pocket lint, I got a penny, and a, is this, is this, is not, is, this is all I got right now. Because that's we've spent the money on other things. I'm not talking about money. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about money. But if we're not careful, we'll give God what's convenient, what's left over. I'll fit it in after I've done my agenda. God is like, keep it. Thank you very much. Don't want it. If you're doing it to impress me or to uh, make me feel good, make pastor feel good, make the religious, the Levites feel good, save, save it. That's why he said, you know, the woman who came up, dropped the, the mites, two mites into the, into the kettle, gave the least of anybody, no doubt. But she was elevated the most. Why? Because she gave her all. I'm all in. I'm all in. So we have here, in just literally a couple of minutes, bad news that was given to uh, Nehemiah. I invite you to read... Nehemiah several times while we go march through this study and I also invite you to read the book of Ezra if you read both if you read both you'll 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 understand it in a in a in a much deeper and better way so if you'd read Nehemiah and read Ezra uh, in the first verse we only have three verses to, to tackle the words of Nehemiah son of Hakaliah in, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. Again, as I always say, don't press your nose up against the bark of one tree. See what, see what the forest is, is, is looking like. Uh, but just kind of FYI, this is the ninth month in the Hebrew calendar, kind of mid-November to mid-December, the 20th year, even though it doesn't say right here in this verse, if, as we read later in Nehemiah, this is obvious, I say obviously, it, it, it appears that he's tying this into the reign of, of uh, the king of Persia, uh, Artaxerxes, Artaxerxes, I'll get that right before the day's out. Uh, Susa was a, a Persian metropolis, that's where the rich played. Think of it as, the, as, as Miami Beach, if you will. So that's, 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 that's what's taking place here. So over 100 years has passed since Babylon had came in and conquered Judah. Uh, and then Persia came and conquered Babylon. And so now the Jews found themselves in Susa, or at least uh, Nehemiah found himself in, in Susa. But he's, he's, leaving, he's living pretty large. He's the cupbearer to the king. So he's got a good position. He's doing well. He's got a nice job. Cupbearer, what do they do? Well, they taste the food before the king tastes it, so make sure that if anybody's trying to kill the king, 
uh, you kill someone else before you kill uh, the king. But uh, it's a good job until it's not, I guess. You know, it's, 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 it's a good job until it's not. But, but, but it, leads you, it, it lets you know that, this, that Nehemiah was, was trusted. He was elevated. He was an important guy. And he wasn't Persian. He was a Jew. Now, there's all types of reasons why this alliance, or why they would do all of these things, political and otherwise, but that's neither here nor there. God will use what he uses to accomplish his will. And so now we have here a, a remnant of people that had survived and lived in around Jerusalem. So the point I would, the obvious point worth making uh, is I've shared earlier, and I won't belabor it, the positions and opportunities that you've been afforded are primarily not for you. The positions and opportunities that you've been afforded are not primarily for you. See, if we're not careful, we'll think that, well, I earned this degree, and so because I earned this degree, I get this job. Because I get this job, I make this money, so I make this money so I can, so I can build this house, and I can do all of these things. It's for me. No, actually, it's for God. Everything is for God. For those of us that are called to be believers, everything is for God. The bearing, the, 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 the procreation and rearing of children. I know we like to attach, you know, it's like, well, you know, I just have this, this, this maternal need uh, to want to wanna have kids or paternal need uh, to, to, to father kids. Uh, that's all fine and dandy. But don't you know that you are to train up those children in the way that they should go so that they ultimately honor God. See, if we're not careful, we will look at, again, we'll look at life in such a, a me-focused way that it's all about me. Well, God has blessed me so I can do more of me, and the more I, I break God off a little bit, he'll allow me to do a little more of me. It's like it's not about you. It's not about you. See, from the very beginning, God, who is community in his essence, he is community in who he is, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He creates community. And he puts community in place so that others can be led to Christ. So everything we have, everything we say, everything that we do is for the glory of honor of God. Uh, so I'm not sure what Nehemiah expected by way of an answer to his question, uh, but suffice it to say, uh, uh, in contrast to what uh, uh, the, the woman in the whiz said, don't nobody bring me no bad news, uh, he got bad news. Uh, they said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province, are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. Two nouns, two nouns for you English majors, trouble, and disgrace. Could have said they're just in a bad way, but this is an intentional use here. Uh, two, it's two nouns in the Hebrew, too. Trouble and disgrace. Uh, that's why I was shared earlier, I want you to read the fourth, uh, the, the book of Ezra, but in the fourth chapter, you'll read that the same Persian king stopped work because there were others that were working against him. Earlier, they tried to rebuild the wall and rebuild the temple, but because there were others that were look, if you're not going to help, at least get out of the way. You know, at least don't, don't slow me down, you know? It's just like, don't, 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 just don't slow me down. But, but others were just like, oh, you're, you're rebuilding the wall, huh? 
uh, let's talk about it. Let's, let's, let's chop it up. I don't have time to chop it up. I, need to, I got work to do. Uh, well, you're not, you're not, you're not going to be dismayed, huh? Okay, all right. Well, let me write a letter. See, these guys are plotting against you, king. And you need to, you need to, you need to shut this thing down. So what does the king do? He shuts it down. Until you hear from further order from me, all work is to, uh, all work is to stop. Be aware of those around uh, you uh, that not only don't like you, they don't want you to succeed. It's weird. People are weird that way. It's like, okay, it's one thing if you don't want to succeed, don't succeed. That's fine. Just don't succeed. But why you, why, why you got to be raining on me? Why you got to cast shade on me? Why, 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 why are you hurting me? Why are you pulling back on me? Well, the answer is, the reason you do that is because if you look good, I look even worse. You're already making me look bad. Now, if you really take it to another level, it's like, trust me, where we're already at, I don't want to share too much, but all, where we're already at, people are looking. And people have already, you know, we get a su su surprise visit by people. Oh, or are you doing this? Are you doing that? Oh, oh, so you're okay with the building to be abandoned, but when someone comes in to try and renovate the building, you got an issue with that. That's the evil one. That's the evil one. And see, and it's the same thing with us on a personal level. Oh, you, you got a promotion? You know that promotion was for me. Then why didn't you get it if it was for you? If it was for you, I can't take something that was for you. Oh, well, I, I, I should be promoted. Then get promoted. Well, I should be married. Then get married. <laughs> Folk hating on, uh, it's just, that's the evil one. That's all it is, that's the evil one. Passive aggressive people too are the worst. They're just, they're the absolute worst. It's one thing, it's just, just call your shot, all right? You know, I don't like you, you know, I don't like you. And I, you know, I, I just don't like you. Why, I don't like you. But don't come up there, it's like, how you doing, man? Hey, yeah, don't, don't trust us, man. Uh, uh. Passive, <laughs> passive aggressive folk. Uh, so the walls are broken down, the gates are burned. They have a physical situation. They're at risk, they're at risk. But this is what I say, and uh, if you don't ever hear me, hear me now. Uh, in terms of even, again, the point and purpose of facility, uh, there, it was a spiritual issue. They were in disgrace. How were they in disgrace? The relationship that they had, they're in captivity for a reason. They ended up where they were at because of what they did. But now the people of the community are looking and it's like, now these are the ones that were following after this one and only God, right? The monotheist group. And, uh, you know, and again, to borrow from Wendy Williams, how's that working out for you? You know, how you doing? You're in captivity. And your gates are burned, your walls broken down, and the relationship that you claim to have with this God, it ain't looking too good for you. It ain't looking good at all. It's, to say the least, a bad witness. So as we explore the book of Nehemiah, we'll discover how this otherwise bad news, because bad news will come up. Just keep living. Just keep living. Bad news is going to come your way. 
but how God will use this bad news and this bad situation to turn it around to his glory and to his honor. So what are you saying? What I'm saying is where you're at is where you're at. We won't, we won't even, that's, a, that's another sermon another day to talk about, well, how'd you get where you're at? Uh, but sometimes it's just important you're at where you're at. You know, where you is is where you is. You just, you're there. You're there. Now, a day from now, you could still be in that situation or you can be in, in an improved situation. The call is yours. The call is yours. And that's what we're going to explore with Nehemiah. That's the whole point and purpose. Because when folks use Nehemiah, it's like, oh, it's all about a building campaign. It's like, you know, folks are going to raise some money. We're going to build some walls. We're going to do all that. And you miss the whole point. You're staring at one little tree. One little tree. And God is like, I got this. I got this. I, I, I'm done. Uh, how much do I got this? Uh, I was told, do not tell do not tell anybody who I am and why I did what I did. Uh, but as we were leaving worship yesterday, like yesterday, last week, received an envelope, uh, Pastor Meeks, this is for the building fund. Four digits. No period. Four digits, no period. This person doesn't even worship here. You wouldn't know him from a can of paint. So as I'm... As I'm driving, crying, Gail's like, can you believe this? It's like, Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart like I'm talking to you. Do you think I got this? Do you think I got this? But the problem with, just like whack-a-mole, the problem with Mark is, Mark keeps popping up. And in this case, God needs to take the mallet and whack him down again. But God, we got to do this. I got this. But God, we got to do this. I got this. God, we need this. I got this. It's all about relationship. So people ask, and, and folks have been by, and they've, they've what can we do? Who, how can we give? I mean, people, it's like, you know, honestly, honestly, what I need, what we need, what we need is prayer. I was laughing, uh, and, I, and I mean it with all, all good humor. I was laughing, uh, I was just laughing to see a uh, group of men, you know who you are, the gaggle of men, took six men to hang one piece of sheetrock. It was bad. It, it was bad. It was real bad. It was real bad. And I'm shaking my head, and the enemy is like, just go on over there and hang the sheetrock. Get those guys out. They don't know. They're going to hurt themselves. And the other thing is like, that's exactly what they need to do. That's where the relationships get formed. You guys will, you will be able to walk by. It's like, you know that, that that's a good looking piece of sheetrock right there. <laughs> Took me three hours to hang that bad boy. I hung it. Look at it. Isn't that, that's a good looking piece of sheetrock right there. <laughs> it's all about relationship. 
it's all about it's 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 yes we need you will see that as we explore the book yes there's physical labor that's required yes there's there's financial commitment they list the people that gave stuff yes that's all but it's all about relationship first vertically and it extends horizontally and Kevin Lamb didn't get a big old beam dropped on his head either. The next time you're there, as you look at the stage, and you'll see, what happened to that big two-by-six traverse rod? You can blame that man. <laughs> Got it down. Thank you, Kevin. Let's stand.